Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, this episode of uh, Two in the Think Tank is brought to you by the second volume of The Adventures of Gustav and Henry. The Island of Tiny Ants is the subtitle of this book, and it's in stores as of today. I really? recommend you go to booktopia.com where is you it, can purchase Gustav and Henry Volume 2 is it for the, young readers. Is it Ants, A-U-N-T-S? Yeah, that's right. Oh. The Island of Tiny Ants. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks, it's exciting. Alistair, just while I'm quickly plugging my book, do you have anything that you want to plug? Yes, um... If I do a podcast called Two in the Think Tank, <laughs> and you should listen to that. I tried to sit down, but my pants fell down while I was sitting down. They hit the ground, made me frown. I said, My pants fell down while I was sitting down. They hit the ground, and it made me frown. Ha ha. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, uh, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Um, that song was based on a personal experience that Alistair had. <laughs> oh, just as I was just, sitting down. Just before the... we started the podcast. <laughs> just as we sat down, sat down to do the podcast, my, this is a part of the sitting down process made my pants fall down. But like... All the way down, like, <laughs> like I had bare ass on the couch, <laughs> and, and, I, and I thought I'll just put up with it. <laughs> but then, right before we started, I said, "Oh, I think I need some dignity or something." <laughs> <laughs> and I had to. Spend a moment oh my God. trying to jiggle my pants up. I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting idea. The idea of you know, if a tree mm. falls down in the forest, yes, right, and nobody's here <laughs> there to hear it, does uh, does it make a noise? Similarly, if a man's pants fall down in the mm. forest, yeah, and nobody's there to see his penis, yeah, is it still undignified? Does he still lose some of his dignity? Yeah. And I think that we've learned that the answer is yes, because <laughs> <laughs> dignity is is as much an internal idea. Mm. You know, there's that self respect. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I probably do have a version of inter- <laughs> internalized others who were there. <laughs> but actually, I I realised this. There's, there's, there's an, another level to this, which is the. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Are you doing something insane with your microphone? Uh, not with my microphone. I was just. I had to plug my phone back in. Okay. That's the only bit that you're hearing. Because remember, you don't hear oh, okay. them, the, the stuff. The, the listeners don't know about that. But the idea that, like, you. <laughs> of. Of, of of pulling the pants back up again. I think, you know, obviously if your pants fall down in public, that's undignified. Mm. But if you then opt to not pull the pants back up again, right? Yeah. Is it more dignified to not pull the pants back up at all and to <laughs> to try and find a, a, a nobility in your failure mm. or... I mean, you, you don't want to look pathetic like a, some sort of beta male frantically pulling his pants back up in front of the entire, you know, um, workplace or whatever. You know, I think the real, the real dignified thing to do is to let your pants fall to the ground and then waddle off with your pants around your ankles. 
but that that is the dignified <laughs> thing. Yeah, just just keep them down and yeah, yeah, I think so. Act like nothing. I mean, had sound happened. off in the comments, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the acting like no, nothing had happened. Like as in, mm. am I supposed to not be aware that my pants were down? Is that? Uh no. Look, I think you are aware, but I think you know it's it's like it it's like anything these days. It's the it's the admitting that you've made a mistake that's mm. that seems to get you. It's the apologizing. It's the you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's the bit that people crucify you for. If you if you can confidently let your pants fall down and then and then act like it's not a problem, um, you know, maybe maybe change the subject, distract people with something else. But you know, I just think it's an interesting, um, <laughs> interesting think- idea, and I think there could be a sketch in. Yeah, do you, think, it. do you think maybe the dignity increases <laughs> if not only you you just leave them down, mm. but then you look people in the eyes and you say, "My pants <laughs> fell down." Uh, look, like like you're I like you're know. helpless, like you're helpless to do anything about it. <laughs> I mean, hearing you say that out loud made me wonder if maybe. Maybe I was wrong about the leaving your pants down being the most dignified option. Well, yeah, because it also depends, I guess, on how you're walking. I mean, if you're walking mm. cool, mm. you know, I'm picturing, pic- picturing some seventies kind of like Matthew McConaughey, like PE teacher mm. kind type guy. You yeah. know, big mustache, pants mm. fell down. Maybe somebody dacked him or something like that, and he just mm-hmm. leaves them down. Then he walks off. I mean, we we know that like wearing your pants low, you know, like below the butt yeah, is, a, yeah. is 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 you know has come in and out and in and out of being sort of fashionable, sort of walking around, even sort of holding your pants up a little bit like that. It's got a kind of a fashion thing to it in the right place. But I don't think anyone has has gone so far as to try and make pants around the ankles happen as a thing. I haven't seen that on the catwalk. And I think that's a new frontier, you know. I mean, and I, I, I'd be surprised if somebody hasn't tried that on the catwalk. But I would love. I mean, we definitely have to. We have to at least entertain the possibility that people have not been that silly. Mm, mm. And and therein, in that possibility, there could be a sketch, Alistair. The pants down. <coughs> the pants down the pants. catwalk. It's the first. It's the first pair of pants to be designed to be to be worn. At the ankle. Around the ankles. They're not supposed to be pulled up. All right. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think, you know, well, parents, is all maybe about it could how be, you wear them, you know. Yeah, and really maybe it could, it could be, be concerned parents complaining about this new trend. Maybe it could be a news report about has this gone too far. Um, or, um, you know, a news but, report about, it, about a, a youth thing. I guess, but, yeah, but there also would be the point there where it's like, has this gone too far, but... Thankfully, this probably can't go much further. Because, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's either you start wearing your pants a little bit higher mm. or you're not wearing pants, which is also actually not that crazy. Not that crazy. Uh, what, a, a, you know, a, a, what about when you take your pants off over mm. your shoes, right? And they sort of, at yeah, the bottom yeah. of the pants, they get stuck around the shoe. Right, and then you're sort of hobbling, hopping around, trying to pull them but, off your shoe. But they're completely inside out, <clears throat> inside out, and dragging behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You See know? that? That's the next. Like that it's true. Things could get a bit worse. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, and I thought I really so, thought they couldn't. I mean, you know, if if you must have your dignity, maybe you could be wearing a second pair of pants, and then there's just an, a second, additional sort of accessory type pair of pants. That you're wearing around your ankles as well. I don't know. I'm just maybe saying. a little a little pair of pants, like a little three year olds or two year olds pair of pants that you use as a could handbag. Be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could you could probably put your wallet in there, and that probably wouldn't mostly fall. It wouldn't fall out of the leg as long as you're holding. Not the, necessarily. Um, Not necessarily. You could. could I mean, it could be designed with a little inner pocket, so you can you can clip it in there, so it doesn't happen. You could probably wear a, a, a tiny pair of pants as like a double tie. <laughs> Like, I mean, I don't know how you would hang, you know, it would have to be clip on or something like that, but a little pair of pants and wear that as a tie. <laughs> as a double tie. <clears throat> as a double tie. I mean, surely the double tie, the double tie must have been done. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I've seen the double tie. Well, it's like one of those thing, cowboy yes, you're ties. Right. But not with pants. That is uh, what the cowboys have. You're right. Now, yeah. Alistair, while you were talking about pants falling down before the podcast, yeah. I was imagining, I was, I was contemplating that the the idea of like you know frantically undoing trousers, you know, really only happens. You were already, in two already thinking situations. about pants coming off before I brought, I brought them up. No, no, no. When you brought it up, it made okay. me think about other things about pants coming off, and I was thinking that there's you know there's two ways in which that could happen you know you and your beloved are in a scenario of um pre-intimacy yeah. right where the pants are frantically being taken off yes and then of course the other one is explosive diarrhea mm. you know and the yeah, only yeah. difference being that you're you don't um there's still a, a liquid ejaculation from your body <laughs> there is there is but usually, usually no one's there to help you undo the belt, you know, in yeah, that way. Sure. I mean, I mean, Andy, I don't imagine that my relationship is not at a point where if I had explosive <laughs> diarrhea coming, my beloved would help me undo my pants with me. maybe even more enthusiastically. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is there, is there a situation where... You and your beloved have been out and you've had a really romantic dinner. Yeah. Okay. But it has given you some kind of gastric, both of you, some kind of gastric problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And you you rush home and the, the situation is exactly the same as, you yeah. know, you, 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 you hurry in through the door, right? Yeah. You're, you're, all, you're all sweaty. You're tearing at each other's clothes, undoing one another's uh, trousers. And, the and, fastest and, and way to take off, off clothes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, then, and then you both, um, I guess, two big explosive shits. I'm sorry. I'll stare. I don't know. I don't know. I feel, there's, I feel that there's some comedy in this mm. in some way, right? But yeah. I, I can't work out what it is. It's probably just this, you know, it, it is just the, exactly what you've already imagined. Mm. Taking off, yep. you know, even if it's Frantic just. pant removal. Yeah. And then you go have diarrhea, which is going to be a mm. beautiful punchline as it's just the person goes into the other room. <laughs> I'm just going to go in here to freshen up. And then it's just. Uh, I guess you know what's nice about it is that from the pants' point of view, they don't know they don't know what's happening. They just know they're being frantically removed. And I like to think that my pants think I'm having a really good time. <laughs> I want my pants to be rooting for me, and I I always tell my whisper to my pants, "This is this is for um, this is for sexual reasons." Even when I'm frantically taking them off for any oh, other yeah. reason, because I don't want them to lose respect for me. Yeah, well, you're a person who cares deeply about how pants see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whereas me, right. Mr. I'm about to <laughs> do a podcast with my pants below my ass and underpants. Can't <laughs> get over. Can't get over the fact that you, there was a moment where you were like, oh, I might just leave them down. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's... You know, we were still at a kind of cloth-on-skin scenario. It's not that different. It's just the mm. more permanent cloth <laughs> of the of the, the couch. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you know what? You're right. I mean, why should I have to? If the, the couch is already made of cloth. Yeah, why well, should it's, I be it's, providing? It's, uh, it's, it's asked to cloth either cloth way. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. What about a couch? What about this? It's a couch. Yeah. And you know how we talk about the the arms of the couch. What if yeah. those were real arms? Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big arms with you know big heavy arms. Yeah. Right. Filled with sort of um, I guess foam, but also like barley or something with a bit of weight to it. You know, a nice sort of big barley? felt hand. You know, barley, barley like you. Or or what? What are they <laughs> like? What? Like just I'm picturing grain? a heat pack. What do they put in a heat pack? Is that barley? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe like I think it might be barley. 
I think when the when the famine comes, yeah, that's those those well, with heat packs that they well, can have tear open week and to feast on the insides of this, this wheat that has been heated and cooled down and heated and cooled down. Mm. It really <clears throat> is the vegetarian's pet. The, the vegetarian's pet. Yeah, I don't quite know what I'm saying with that, but I think the idea that you would you would tear it open and eat its insides. After the apocalypse, something that would sure, otherwise sure. lie on your bed and keep you warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you would picture any kind of plant gardening and plant as well be the vegetarian's mm, pet. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess in a way. Is there <clears throat> any plants that you can bring? I mean, not not necessarily like onto the plane with you as a sort of emotional support plant, mm. but you know, like a plant that you kind of <coughs> are there plants that you just take with you all the time, like. While you walk, like a living plant. Yeah, I mean, a, I I think a plant that you could lie down in bed with you, <laughs> right? A sleeping pl- like, a, sl- a sleeper's plant. Well, I mean, I think the problem with a lot of pot plants and the yeah. way they're organised is that the they've got that open top, right? Mm. Um, so that a lot of the potting mix will fall out if you try and lay it down horizontally with you in the bed, yeah. right? And this is because <laughs> this is another thing God didn't want us to be able to do. The what if we invented a new – with silicone, you know how silicone can do everything, you know? turns out that you can use it – you can even put it in the oven these days, your fucking silicone baking so, tray. But what if we made the, a silicone pot plant pot with a sort of an opening at the top – that could yeah. stretch as the plant grows, but yeah. it'll keep all of the nutrients in there nice and tight, yeah. right? And every, all the pot, potting mix there in, in the thing. Yeah. And then your, 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 pant, your plant can really free range with you. You can take it anywhere. Yeah. You can turn it upside down. Yeah, so, so That's it's, fine. Just, it's just like basically in a, it's growing in a balloon or something. It's growing in a balloon, basically, and then you can take it into the bed with you, not for any sexual reason. Yeah, but you could, you know, you well, lie you know, it down uh, at the end of the day. Like a, have you ever seen like a water, you know, like a hydro hydroponic setup where it's just basically the roots are just in water, and I guess they just put the nutrients in the water, and then the, the and they can pick that up. Yeah, I, I suppose it'll like it's, into. <clears throat> I'm no sorry, Alistair, like, you've gone incredibly quiet, and I don't want to say it's something you're doing, yeah, but is yeah. there a chance it's something you're doing? Well, let's see. Is this helping a little bit? Oh, my God, that's so much better. Okay. Turns out if I move the microphone bit oh, really far away from my mouth, that <laughs> makes it quiet for you. <clears throat> um, you know, what are, I mean, is there any way that you could just use your your veins as a place for my, to let to let a root system my veins yeah like i mean if you oh. were, could like if you yeah. just like let's say you had a plant that's a friend yeah yeah and you just you just get a doctor to sort of just needle in a few a few of the roots you know so that they can reach your veins and then maybe the plant can grow on your back you know, on top of your shoulders. I, I think I think a plant, like, I think this is a really good idea, Alistair. Yeah. And I think for me, maybe it's that, it's in that bit sort of behind the collarbone there where there's a, sort of a little bit of a dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could maybe get that hollowed out a little bit more, enough to put in some potting mix. Yeah. And well, I don't think you need potting mix if you're doing hydroponics. <clears throat> if you... You know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I love the way then that the roots would crawl over your skin like that. Yeah. You know, and you'd you'd find some other little spots and they could just feed on the, the plasma, which I think is mostly water anyway. Yeah. There you go. And I mean I mean if it was like that kind of wheat grass or whatever that you know that wheat grass that would just go grow in a couple of days and then you could just trim it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alpha alpha or something yeah. like that. Chia you, pet kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And and if it was growing all down your you know, all over your shoulders and in your back and on your back and stuff, mm. you could probably mm. use it as a replacement for a shirt. And then you would be actively con- converting solar energy directly into food, which you could just eat off of your own body. You could nibble that, yeah, or others. You could feed others. 
<coughs> you could you could just kneel by some some you know beggar on the street and just let mm. him just let him chew on your back for a few minutes like that That's you really could, great you could yeah. you could go to a daycare and you could you know have one of the teachers sort of demonstrate on your body by just using scissors across your back and then eating it off and then then have like 12 kids or whatever with just little like crayola scissors come in just like snipping edible you grass don't think that back. you lie down on the ground and the children like sort of crawl over to you and 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 eat it like sheep or do you think that's a bit weird well i didn't want this to get weird andy i just it was just a <laughs> this was just a uh, you know you go to a daycare and kids eat the grass that's growing from your veins. So, I mean, this to me is kind of like a Chia Jesus kind of a thing. Yeah. And, mm. you know, maybe Jesus does come back. Yeah. And and he's he's still the same Jesus, but he's got this he's got this kind of thing going on as well. <laughs> well, there's so many types of Jesuses, Andy, so I could see that there would be a plants growing on him, Jesus. I mean, hmm. all the a lot of the old Buddhas that you see, they've got moss kind of growing on them. Hmm. A lot of them are statues, but yeah, sure, a yeah. lot of the Buddhas you see these days are statues. Yeah. So, but but you know, you could imagine. I mean, that would be a, a, a you know an interesting twist that Jesus comes back, but that now that he has plants growing on him, that he's become a kind of mammal plant hybrid. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, Jesus, you know, uh, a, a bit of a refresh there, and he's he's he's, he's does he still <laughs> give the speeches and stuff like that? Yeah, does he, I think does he, does he does all of that stuff? Plants? But then he's always asking people to eat, you know, nibble on nibble of his grass. Yeah, have a little nibble, and that kind of thing. Neat. <laughs> well, because I guess they are, especially with Jesus, they are. He he sees all the people as his flock. Mm. And you know, and he does See, often nice. talk. Eat of my body. Yeah, he does. He does. That's sort of why I thought of him in that right. way. But right, this right. way, it's so literal, and you get to see the process. Yeah, you know, there's not this in sort of mystical kind of way in which his body turns into the biscuits. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a literal. Oh, the plants are feeding off his his blood plasma. Yeah, well, great, and. Um, Growing on, I'm just. I was going to say, I'm excited. I'm um, excited. Do you think? Do you think there was like an interesting meeting that happened with like the Catholic Church when they were trying to decide on what they were going to give out at church to represent <laughs> Jesus's body? Because like, yeah, there would have been like, well, in the Bible it says bread. And they're like, well, mm. we can't fuck it. We can't afford to just yeah, and that's going to go stale. Fresh right? bread on hand all the time. <laughs> yep, that's going to send us to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, "Is there anything that's like?" Oh, uh, and like it doesn't look good when you got a bunch of you know moldy Jesus no. that you're chucking in the skip at the end of the day as well, no, does it? Exactly. You know, and mm. there's so much slicing involved. Mm. You know, like I mean, if, <laughs> all the crumbs, all the Jesus crumbs. Yeah, all the crumbs and things like that. People asking, people brushing them off themselves, that kind of thing. People keep asking for butter. Mm. At the end of the day, the the priest takes off his takes off his cassock, and all these he's got to shake off. Like he's been cutting so much bread all day, he's got to shake yeah. off all these bits of Jesus. He's got Jesus like bits in his belly button that he's got to pull out and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's a bad look. Exactly. And so then they went, is there something that's kind of like, because I mean, how old could that technology be for that, that weird wafer thing? I've never, I've never actually seen one in real life. Oh, have you never and eaten I, one? It's like. No, I've never eaten one. I've never seen one. My grandfather used to just get like the trimmings of that stuff. <laughs> I think you've told me about this. And just this. have it as a snack. <laughs> All the Jesus oh. offcuts. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Hux. Okay, um, everybody else is asleep, so I have to go deal with Hux. I'll be right back. 
You might have okay. to. Oh, he's he's gone. He he's become incredibly quiet again. So I assume he's gone. But I think I think we might have already had an episode in which we talked about the offcuts of Jesus and all the bits that were his toenails and his, you know, hair and that sort of thing. Maybe his, his appendix. But um, I think uh, the I think that the Jesus crumbs and the Jesus bread and that sort of thing. I think <laughs> maybe. Maybe um, maybe we go back, maybe it's a sketch in which we go back to the Last Supper and we see what really happened and we, uh, and it's Jesus saying, take of this um, uh, uh, tr- triple-smoked um, hickory duck in a, um, a, a, a cranberry and white truffle jus uh, with... <laughs> With um, frothed sea anemone and a um, uh, little um, uh, ju- jewels of uh, dried um, pomegranate uh, dust, and uh, you know it was, it was it was quite an elaborate thing. It was his last supper. Of course, you're going to want to go out with something big, you know, something something fancy. So it takes a long time to prepare. And and then you know when they're coming to the the formulating of the um you know the, the the practices and that sort of thing and they're working out the details of the transubstantiation which I think is the word that describes how Jesus turns into that stuff that they um that they have to workshop it and work work it down to something that's more manageable. <coughs> Audio issues are happening right now in the podcast. Please remain calm. Alistair, all right, but Alistair, uh, all right, what about this? Okay, it's a you know, the show is it a show? Hot Wings is that what that or, or like whatever that show is where they eat hot wings and they ask questions, it's an, it's an interview and they're eating really spicy things, yeah. What about that, right? But they're eating things that are just. Just literally, just temperature-wise, incredibly hot. I think so we did that already. <laughs> did we? Yeah, I think we have done an episode of that. We, we've talked about that as a <laughs> as a show before. Okay, well, I was just really enjoying the idea that I just came up with that I, uh, all by myself just then. <laughs> and uh, I was actually laughing to myself um, about how good an idea it was that I just had. So you're... It's a real, real personal blow that you've delivered to me here. All no right. problem. That's okay. <laughs> what about this then? Okay. Based on a personal experience that you and I currently share, um, which is um, that we both recently brought, bought um, pressure cookers. Yeah. It's a show where um, two guys get together. It doesn't have to be two guys. Two people get together and they, um, <laughs> they slow cook something. They slow, I was going to say pressure cook. Uh, but um, but but maybe it's funnier if it's a slow cooker thing, and uh, they slow cook something for uh, seven or eight hours mm. while they uh, they have an interview. All right, I'm, I'm, I've lost I've lost interest in that idea. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, so it's just the wings idea. Okay. I'm going back to the pressure one. I'm going back to the pressure one because because what if it was you know you pressure cook some something yeah you know so you're putting food under pressure right and that takes about fifteen minutes. And you also ask them high-pressure questions. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. try and exert the same kind of pressure on also, your interview subject. So, like, it's not like um, the wings where the wings have a have a negative effect on your ability to talk and things like that. Or they put you through something. It's more like the questions are putting you through something. And then mm, the, the, the mm. cooking will be itself the relief at the end that it's over. <laughs> I, I think so. Yes. And, and, but also, in a way, it's, it's unrelated. But also, it's, it's a metaphor. But also, it's an opportunity for me to now um, communicate what I think is really important, is which is the value of pressure cooking, which I've become very excited about yeah. ever in, in the last two weeks since I've had my pressure cooker, and that I didn't realize. You know, we've talked on on the podcast in the past about how you know food cooks at different um, rates at different temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, 
does, but um, but does no, the, it's never it's ne- a different pressures. Sorry, it's never seemed so um, so personally relevant to me. Yeah, but does it? This is the one thing I don't like about it is that it doesn't let you cook things at very low pressure. Really low? You mean like like it doesn't yeah, it yeah. doesn't allow you to sort of get it down at mm. you know down to a vacuum or anything like that and cook things at that temperature? A low pressure cooker. I'm sure there is there would be something in that. So let's look at what the opposite of high-pressure cooking would be because what I've found so far is that um, the pressure cooker allows me to cook things perfectly So at high pressure. So I'm imagining that at very low pressure, it would, al- it would exaggerate all the flaws in your cooking technique yeah. and make um, the end product exponentially worse. Yeah, 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 and, just, <clears throat> and take way longer. Mm. So like, you know, mm. if you can cook sort of dried peas – dried split peas in, in the pressure cooker in about 10 minutes uh, at high pressure. Um, you could you could then maybe do it over sort of, you know, normally it takes, you know, lots of soaking and all that kind of stuff like that over many hours, but this one could allow you to cook it over a week. God, I'd love that. I'd love that because I get, um, no, uh, well, look, I don't know how to phrase this in the ironic uh, way that I was originally um, yeah. structuring the sentence, but I, I, I hate any um, recipe that requires like to, you to have done something in advance, or, or because I've never before. done anything in advance yeah. in my life. But, but something that would be like, okay, so a week ago, um, you should have put this in the. Oh. In the low pressure cooker. Imagine if there was things like that with like, because it's like anything that's like involves me putting on cream twice a day mm. or taking pills or whatever <laughs> like that. Anything like that. Yeah. Imagine if there was like a, a, you know, a way of going to the toilet that required you to like soak something or pre-marinade <laughs> or something like that. You know, and then you're like, oh, geez, I'm never going to get that stone out or whatever it is. <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, I'm so, yeah. Right. I'm going to keep doing it. The old way, in the microwave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hang on, I, I, I had a, I had a glimmer of something there when you were talking about. Oh, yeah, because whenever it's telling you to do something earlier, you know, soak something, you know, put it in in overnight. Really, what it's telling me is, you should have started preparing this when you were eight years old. And what you needed to do then was develop a completely different personality. So, you know, 30 years ago, start developing a completely different personality. Then (laughs) after after almost 38, 30 years have passed, put the the lentils into soak in the fridge. One day before you actually want to eat them. I just have never thought like that. I've never thought, I, I may want to eat sort of beans tomorrow. Yeah. And then... No, I I never imagined that I'll want to eat tomorrow at all. It's always just like, well, no, I, I want to eat now. And, um, and yeah, I don't, I don't understand any any broader consequences. One thing that I was thinking about with the, uh, the pressure cooking and the things cooking at different... Uh, you know, like a boiling an egg takes longer. It, it takes a different amount of time at different um, temperature, uh, different pressures, different, yeah. different altitudes. And I was imagining what would it be like if we'd never developed any other technique for measuring the altitude of something. So we'd have, you know, our high, um, our, you know, our current aeroplane technology, and you know, jumbo jets and dreamliners and that sort of thing. But alongside the pilot and the co-pilot. Uh, there'd be a guy cooking egg after egg, uh, cracking them open and checking exactly how runny the yolk is after different periods of time. Sure, he's just in order to be able to pot. update in a big old pot. That Steve, he's got all he's got all the water very boiling. Complicated, especially because you would are you just is he just boiling eggs every six minutes or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to give the pilot. Uh, uh, you know the 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 most accurate done, and they'd be incredibly good at it. But he would still be dressed as a chef. Do you think? I think early on they used to just do that with measuring tape. How high above the ground they yeah. were? Yeah. 
I think so. Do you think there was yeah. a point where they were actually just like dropping rope or dropping to try and get an idea? Mm. I mean, this feels like a, a, almost a, a Seinfeld bit. You'd be like, how do they know? What are they doing up there in the cockpit? Well, they got a little tape measure out the window. Ah, that's uh, 18,000 feet. You know? <laughs> Alistair, yeah, is there a sketch yeah. in somebody boiling yeah, eggs? Yeah, I'll, just, I'll write it down. In the, in the cockpit of the, uh, yeah, of the jumbo eggs. jet. Altitude test. I think the reason that the Dreamliner never succeeded as an aeroplane was Didn't not it? to do with the reduction I, in global air traffic um, as a result of, uh, you know, COVID and that sort of thing, but because it didn't have as cool a name as the jumbo jet. Yeah. Well, so I thought it was, I thought it still did work. I mean, that's possible. I think it the would, Dreamliner it, is like one of the main planes. What about the A380? What about the A380? Was well, it the wait, A380? So the that... Dreamliner is the 787. Is that bigger than the than the 747? Um, I'm not sure. I thought that some of those that th- those big planes were decommissioned. Yeah, right. Uh, but, well, because there used to be ones that were like I remember the first time I went on a plane, I think that was like a two it was two stories. Yeah, well the jumbo jet is 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 two stories. Yeah. I want a plane but, with a um, basement. <clears throat> One with a, an aeroplane with a basement. Yeah. I mean, that, I guess in a way that's kind of the baggage compartment. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, but you know, I, <laughs> I think the idea of the first aeroplane built with a basement is really good. Like, a, I think like an underground. We could do a, a, a documentary that is a fictional history of um, air travel mm. and talk about some of the early pioneers and, you know, the guy who was the first to build an aeroplane with a basement. Do you picture that it's actually in the ground? I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. I think I can just picture like a mocked up black and white picture of an aeroplane in the air but with what looks like a stone basement okay, just hanging like, off the yeah, bottom. Like sort of big blue stone or whatever. Big blue stone blocks. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. And I'm imagining a wooden staircase that you go down to get to it. And it's really rickety and, you know, it's cobwebs and shit. Um, right. Well, how about, Andy, I think we've got enough sketches. So I'm going to take us Alistair. to three words from a listener, if you're okay with that. I, I, I'd, I'd love that. Um, Andy, we have listeners, and one of them is called Lucas Smith. I don't know if you know that. Lucas Smith. Yeah. Lucas, thank you. Thank you, Lucas. I don't know what to say, except for thank you. you Andy, it would be nice if you said something else. Yeah, right. Go ahead. Um, Lucas Smith, you've... You've you've changed me. Thank you. Andy. As a man. Thank you. All right. Would you like to try and guess what uh, Lucas Smith has suggested for the three words? Uh, yeah. Okay. The first word is thrumming. Thrumming? Thrumming. Thrumming. Oh, absolutely incorrect, Andy. I'm sorry, but the first <laughs> word is cumin. Human. Cumin. Oh, cumin. Okay. I think it's, is that the yeah, only, right. well, the, then only I... the only um, like absolutely clear two two syllable rhyme with human. Um, let's see. Uh... Oh, Truman. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, <clears throat> but I reckon the second word is is human. No, Andy, no. Why would I tell you that in the sentence or in the section beforehand? I'm not giving you clues here. If anything, I would avoid that word at all costs. So any words that I did bring up, then you could be sure that that wasn't in the next, the next word. So you still going with that? So what is it? So that's still going to be your your guess. Yeah, that's still my guess. All right. Second word is placenta. You look like an idiot. 
human placenta. Okay. And the third word is rotund. No. No, I don't even know if you got... Oh, no, you got one letter right. <laughs> it's it's peed. It's what? Peed. Peed? Yeah. P-E-E-D. Cumin placenta peed. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's the human centipede. It's a, it's a play on that. Yeah. So really, you know, the 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 human and cumin um, thing wasn't a completely, you know, unrelated um, observation. Yeah, I guess not. But yeah. um, but I want you to know, I wasn't trying to give you any tips on anything. Mm. I mean, the placentipede. It sounds like just the most horrific parasite. Um, you could imagine, doesn't it? Like, yeah. You know, it's a, it's it's a real horror story. Because well, placenta is like a a bit of meat that's in the in the <laughs> that's in the. Oh no, the placenta is the bag. No, no, no. The placenta is the no. food bag. It's the, the food, food bag. So it's like a bit of meat for the kid to eat. It, it yeah, it, it is yeah, but they drink it. They drink the meat <laughs> it's through like their a, stomach. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a little meat. Milkshake, yeah, like it makes um, meat milkshakes. It's like a little milk bar for meat. Based I mean, drinks. is there um, anything in an innovation that allows you to, um, I guess, inject things into the placenta mm. to give it different flavors and yeah, to well, you know, it's it's awful think, that babies in you know fetuses in in there don't get to eat anything that's handcrafted. Mm. Mm. Nothing yeah, and you, you can't. Yep, you can't personalize that um, that product in any yeah. way. But if you could somehow create a portal into there, so that let's say you could put in a nice hand cut chip, <laughs> you know, like a rough cut, sort of you know salted with you know like like kind of <laughs> yeah with a bit of rosemary and that sort of rosemary thing. and some like beautiful mm. river salt. Mm. Just so that yeah, they can right. get the nice and very distinctly different flavor of the salt from that comes yeah. from a river rather than one yep. of the other methods. Oh, is this is this river salt? <laughs> mm. Mm. I can tell. Yeah. Um okay, so it's a technology or a or a sort of a service or a, a restaurant restaurant oh, that restaurant. um that specifically caters to to um, pregnant uh, humans, and you can go along and you know have your um, restaurant. You sit at the table dining. there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> is that anything? <laughs> yeah, indeed, it is. I'm so sorry to all listeners. Um, yeah. Um, I'm sorry too, um, but uh, you know there are people who eat the placenta, right? Yeah. That you know, to get the nutrients, which you know apparently that's something we would have done once upon a time in the savannah. We would have eaten the placenta, and it would have been um, would have been good stuff. Um, do you think you know? that that would be like the reverse of the? I don't know. I guess I was trying to picture like the reverse of like a. A black widow spider, where where, but where the, the the man has sex with the woman, and then mm. but then waits until she gives birth before he eats her placenta, and then leaves. <laughs> He's really in it for the placenta. <coughs> um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a real fucked up kind of guy. Well, to you go, gotta- a, a guy who keeps getting women pregnant. Yeah. Just because he wants to eat the placenta. Yeah. But, you know, like... Cause it's and like, then he loses interest in the whole relationship. He's not got... It doesn't... He leaves. He wasn't in it for the relationship oh. at all. He was just in it this for the is, placenta. This is a really... Um, this is a really fucked up guy. This is a new, could be. <laughs> new type of guy. I mean, but is that a crime? That's what I want to know. Right? To go from town to town, um, having... Um, people fall in love with you, getting them pregnant, developing a you know what seems like a really genuine, deep and meaningful relationship, being present for the birth, 
saying, you know, I want to do the most intimate thing. I want to eat the placenta. And then you eat the placenta and then you leave. They call him the Black Widower. <laughs> but he's actually, his wife is still alive. <laughs> yeah. It's just her placenta. That's the sickest, that's the sickest part of it. The Black Widow with a living, with living wife. Mm, yeah. Because oh. <laughs> he also wants, you know, he's honorable. So he does marry each one of the women that he, whose placenta he was yeah. going to eat and then leave. I mean, it'd actually probably be easier to just stay in a long-term relationship and then just convince them to have another baby. Yeah, no, that's not how he operates, though. No, no, he's not, though. But, you know, as an older man, it might be a, the kind of observation that maybe he, 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 you know, maybe in a moment of quiet, quiet that he says to himself, it might have been easier. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a good point in the sketch, I think. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I think this is. I think this is an idea, Alastair. Yeah, I think it's a, a, I think it's a macabre tale. I think it's for a sort of a, um, it's it's for an anthology series of things that are a bit like the Twilight Zone, a bit like Black Mirror. They're not really horror. They're not really sort of a dystopian vision of you know, um, and then and then, and then also not like you know making any kind of no, it's satirical just, comment. It's just fucked they're just dudes. a bit fucked up. Fucked dudes. I think that that's what yeah, it's called. Just, it's the fucked. It's the fucked dudes show. Show. Each episode is about a different fucked up a, dude and a new type of fucked dude. You don't realize, you know, until what, how, in what way he is fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. The fucked dudes show. I think that would that would move tickets. Yeah. Um, Alistair, I reckon we're done for today. All what right. do you reckon? All right, let's do it. Um, we've got we got the pants down catwalk. These are the sketches for today. We got the frantically having pants removed by lover for diarrhea. We've got growing plants through your veins. Jesus comes back and has grass growing on him. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're stupid. Um, how how church decided on the cheap bread, uh, body of Christ stuff, cardboard body mm. of Christ stuff, and what Jesus actually made, and then how he and then were you going into how the process of like how his body would turned into that stuff? Uh, n- not. Really, no. I was just going into you know, what the the fact that they'd had to change it to something more realistic. Yeah, you know what would have been cool though. What he'd originally served was so elaborate, and it was um, breaking the back of the church, making it every time. You know the whole thing with like Jesus. You know he, he came back, but then he kind of just he just like <clears throat> climbed the stairs and in, invisible stairs and went back to heaven. Mm, mm. Right. I reckon he, you know, that's, it's just the weirdest thing where he came back, but actually he's still gone. That's the weird one where it's like, that's such a big hole in their store. Um, so it's like, is he up yeah. there alive? It sounds to me is like he, like he forgot old, his wallet or yeah. something. Is he the you only know, like living a little bit where heaven? he comes back. But like mm-hmm. what happened to his, like his flesh body went back up, right? Like, so he went back into yeah. his flesh body. And so he's yeah. the only flesh bodied person up in heaven. That's right. So he's just got like, or does at some point, does his soul escape and that he, and then his meat falls to the ground? I, I don't think the body, I mean, maybe he, he did and the body burned up on re-entry. Is that what uh, you think? Maybe. Like space junk? That could be it. Yeah. 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 Lands in somebody's paddock. <laughs> the charred remains. Oh, it might have been Jesus. Yeah. All right. That'd be amazing. I mean, it's impos- It's possible that it has been his body has just been there in a decaying orbit yeah. for 2,000 years, and it will. That would be great. I mean, that's a sketch idea that, that NASA detects his body um, yeah. slowly beginning to re-enter the upper atmosphere. Detects Jesus' <laughs> body. They're able, they're able to... You know, look at it really closely with some of their telescopes, and we can see it there, and it's perfectly preserved. 
Turn the James, the, turn the James Webb around on and onto that. That's what I'll do. Mm. <clears throat> um, then we have um, playing with basement. There you go. That's nothing. Um, <laughs> we got rest. <laughs> That's not nothing. Okay, I think yeah. playing with basement is probably my favorite idea. Okay, great. And then we got restaurant on in vito dining. Mm. It's. Am I saying it's? It's in utero, isn't it? I'm saying in vito. Yeah, but in Vito's does sound like a restaurant. <clears throat> That's true. So, right. Vito does sound like, uh, you know, an Italian man's name. Mm. Uh, we got fucked up guy who starts relationships to eat the placenta, then leave. It's the black mm. widower with living wife. <coughs> and then we got NASA detects Jesus's body in low orbit. So yeah, is this anything? Vitro Corleone. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. All right, it is something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a good mood. All right, All right. Andy, let's wrap it. Hey, you know what? You guys, we appreciate you. All right, you're all right by us, and you continue to be. And Thank you for everything. Please check out the link for um, Gustav and Henry Volume 2, which I will place in the show show notes below this podcast. And we, Alistair, do you want to plug two in the think tank? Nah, don't. Whatever, whichever, whatever you listen to, don't listen to the most recent one. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we love, love you. you. Bye. Toodles. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.